Emerald Sinclair is an intuitive guide and spiritual mentor who helps women to connect with the true desires of their heart, giving them courage and accountability to follow through and take action on their dreams. Welcome back to the show, Emerald. Thank you, George. It's such a pleasure to be back. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Refresh our memories. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work and why you do what you do. Oh my God. Yeah. And now, I mean, even three years later, we were just talking about the last podcast episode being so long ago. I feel like the depth of my work has deepened and intensified so much throughout the years as far as truly who I am and why I do what I do. And so what what really resonates for me today and what I share is that truly at the core of being happy, satisfied, fulfilled in your life, which is what I want for every being, but of course, especially my clients and the women I work with, is the belief in yourself, is that deep well of self-love and self-trust. And the only way you are ever going to be happy and get what you want is if you love yourself and believe in yourself. And that, of course, will spill out into being in a wonderful relationship, having great friendships, being in a job that satisfies you, getting the money that you want, living the life that you want. And so for me as a love coach, it really always comes back to this deep sense of self-love. And so my mission, my passion, why it is that I do what I do is to really help women. And let's say a few men along the way that happen to listen, but to really help women connect into their own deep, unending well of self-love and self-worth. And as a result, of course, they're going to manifest, create whatever it is that they want in their life, but it has to stem from this really deep connection to self. Well, I appreciate that. And that requires work. It sure does. I've been, I've been doing this work for 37 years and many lifetimes, let me tell you. And it just, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Like I said, who I am today versus who I was three years ago is completely different. It's night and day because I continuously peel back these layers, these stories, these lies, these belief systems that say why I need to look a certain way to be worthy, make a certain amount of money to be worthy, be in a certain type of relationship to be worthy. All of these accolades of the physical 3D reality, the consumeristic society, the stories that our parents unknowingly handed to us, fear, doubt, competition, all of that BS that says you need to have, be, or do something to be worthy. And I am here to knock that down and say you are already inherently worthy. And when you connect into that sense of self-worth, of course, everything you desire will show up in your life because you believe you're worthy of it. But it will show up in your life as a reflection of your worth and value rather than this egoic competition based on lack and need and codependency. So lots of really important stuff there. Um, we are all operating in different systems and you touched on we were given a lot of our beliefs and these systems from the time we were born and we were kids and then our lived experiences what about just the way that society is is kind of functioning what is i guess modern american society how is that how is that helping or hurting us i'm going to say for the most part there's a lot of ways that it's hurting us right? Because it really is driven based on competition. It really is driven based on fear. It really is driven based on media, based on social media. And so the image that's portrayed, and especially as one who's been outside of the US traveling for the last two and a half years, the image here, the culture here is very much externally sourced. You need to look outside of yourself for the answers. You 
are not good enough unless you ultimately subscribe to whatever programming is called programming for a reason is projected to you. And so what I am also incredibly passionate about when I say helping women connect back to themselves is finding your answers within, connecting to your intuition. I believe that nobody has the answers except for you. And I have been confidently, courageously living my life, traveling the world based on what feels right and best for me, which is why my life is a reflection of my best life, which is why every day I can wake up happy and filled with gratitude. And let's say most days, right? I'm still a human being. And so this culture does not necessarily promote listen to yourself and find your own answers. If anything, it says, this is the path. Like, how do we homogenize every single human being in order to whatever it is, get the white picket fence, retire at 64, settle down, get married, have the children, rather than let's search inside of ourselves and find out what works for us. And that's different for boys and girls. It's different for everybody, but especially for boys and girls, men and women, like we were talking about before we hit record, there are biological differences between men and women. There are hormonal differences between men and women. And lately, what I've really been digging into and researching and working with with my clients is masculine and feminine energy. And how the poles have been flip-flopped after the feminist movement of, well, women can be just like men. And yes, human beings are equal, but energy is different. A woman is born with 10 times more estrogen than a man. A man is born with 10 times more testosterone than a woman. And so if that's the baseline of what their bodies biologically and hormonally need in order to function then there's certain activities that are going to produce more testosterone. And there's certain activities that are going to produce more estrogen. And what happens when a woman is operating in a, let's say, man's world that's testosterone fueled, her hormones get out of whack. The testosterone goes up, the estrogen goes down, it leads to higher levels of cortisol, stress, disease in women. Whereas for a man, because it increases his testosterone, it actually satisfies him and fulfills him and it makes him healthier as a man. And so if you look at just the hormonal differences between men and women, women need different activities to increase their estrogen and get back to balance. Men need different activities to increase their testosterone to get back to balance. And that's not to say that women can't play in a man's world and men can't play in a woman's world. It just means understanding the differences and activities that could bring you back to balance to nurture yourself so that you are happy, satisfied, healthy, and fulfilled in your life. So what are some of those activities from a woman's perspective? Yeah. So from a woman's perspective, and especially if she's been working hard all day and using her mind, using her logic, she's driven, she's setting goals, she's going after it. Like the masculine energy is very driven. It knows what it wants and it goes after it. And so the feminine energy is much more about receptivity, much more nurturing, much more feeling based. And so some of the things that a woman could do is anything that connects her back into her body. Something really simple that I like to do is put on music and dance or go into a yoga practice or go for a walk, bare feet on the ground. Another thing that a woman could do, and this is really healthy um, within partners, is if she can talk to her partner about her day, about her feelings, 
without him answering, without him trying to fix it. That's very much a masculine energy of like, let me solve the problem. Whereas for the majority of women, what would really nurture them is to talk about their feelings without the other person trying to fix it. And a woman will naturally feel better and it will raise her levels of estrogen. I think that that certainly makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've just needed to vent. And I'm like, oh, I feel a lot better. And on my coaching calls with my clients, since they're all women, I just start the first 10 minutes and ask her how she's doing and she gets it all out. And I just listen. And I can visibly see the shift in her energy because throughout her day, she's work, 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 work in her mind. And then I give her the safe space to just open up and express how she's feeling and doing and then she feels better. And then we can shift into the coaching and the different activities and what it is that she needs to support and nurture her. I, like you, am interested in helping people to get whatever they want, to to to, to live the kind of lives that they want to live. And when you have society saying, this is what's valuable, this is what leads to happiness, this is what you should be doing, man, woman, whatever. And a good percentage of the population, that's just, it's its at odds with who they really are. There's these activities that we just talked about. But is there, I, I guess I'm interested also in the deeper conversation over how do I, do I have to just make these sacrifices or how can I show up as that intuitive me in this environment and still be successful. Can I unpack that question for me a little bit more? Give me an example. So, so do I need to compromise who I really am in order to be successful in the current structure, the way that we do things here in the United States? I would say in the current structure, yes and no. And what I mean by that is on one hand, if you want to play the game that's currently operating, then yes, you would have to sacrifice. And yet, what I could also argue is that the more in tune you are with yourself and follow your internal guidance system, the more you understand that input equals output. So the not necessarily what you're doing, but who you are when you're doing it is also going to affect the output. And as you know, I do also teach manifestation, conscious creation, which in let's say normal, not spiritual terms would be goal setting and hitting your goals. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually use that to your advantage. Like why not manifest what it is that you desire? I just brought a woman on my podcast who was working for Google and Twitter for 12 years. And she was saying that she was hitting her goals top of the leaderboard because she was using visualization. She was using scripting. She was using manifestation tools. And the entire company had the mindset of you need to hustle. It, it's um quantity, not quality. And so they're like, you have to make a certain number of calls in order to get a certain amount of sales. And this woman was blowing them all out of the water because she was focusing much more on energy, focusing much more on being in alignment, listening to her intuition, not just calling the list of people, but intuitively guided. Who should I call? And so I also believe that you can play the current game but really make sure that you're honoring yourself and listening to yourself, your instinct, your intuition, and your body, and allowing that to guide you to be more successful in the current setup that we have. I think that that that, that makes so much sense. I dislike when people say, just do it or fake it till you make it. 
And to a degree, I feel like we all need to do that until we sort of figure out what it is that we really want and who we really want to be. And part of me thinks I just need to have a little bit of experience to do that. But I, 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 but I don't know. I'm sort of I'm trying to figure that out for myself. I mean, if anything, just taking action will give you clarity. Meaning if you really don't know what you want, go out there and try, like get a job and eventually you'll realize that's not for me or it will guide you to what's right for you. I don't believe any step is a wrong step. As long as you're paying attention, you're learning the lessons, you're connecting within, like you'll figure it out. It's breadcrumbs along the way. If I look at how my business has transitioned over the last seven years, because before this I had a cafe, there is no way seven years ago I could have predicted that this is where I would be. But I kept following the breadcrumbs of what felt right for me. And I think this is incredibly important because we live in a culture that is so logic-based. But logic is mind. Mind is memory. Mind is education. Mind is what you've taken on from other people, which means you have to be the one to filter and discern it. Is this right for me? And that is you getting in touch with your intuition, your instinct, your body, which nobody else can do that for you. So the mind, the logic, yes, it's very much important. But the truth is your mind can talk you in or out of anything. You can go on Google and find the pros and cons of anything. The yes, the no's, the kale causes cancer. Oh, but kale is great for you. And so we can't allow the mind only the rule the show because you will not be in alignment. You will not be happy. You will not be truly satisfied in your life if you're only listening to your mind. Isn't that the truth? Our ability to rationalize anything is yeah, amazing, anything. but super dangerous. It's like a superpower and a weapon of mass destruction because um, that could it's- keep us stuck or keep us settling for things that we don't want if we're just in our heads versus like you were talking about making sure that we're being in our bodies and honoring that and intuition is 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 separate from from my mind it is separate from your mind and and so this is if we go back to male female masculine and feminine the feminine energy which of course we all have have masculine and feminine energy inside of us, right? So the feminine energy is much more intuitive. It is in touch with the feelings. It's in touch with your body. So we could say a feminine creature, whether it's a man or a woman, has the advantage because they will be much more in tune with their body. But anybody can cultivate more feminine energy in their body, just like anybody, especially in US society, has learned how to cultivate much more of the masculine energy, which is logic-based, which is thought and direction-based. And so what was your original question? I went on a tangent there. No, not at all. <laughs> I, 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 that, 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 that was really great. It's, it's really, I wrote down, is this right for me? And it really exactly. does come down to, I'm in my own head. I'm rationalizing things. I'm explaining everything away because that's the way I've been taught, but I'm exactly. missing out on so much. Exactly. And so there's the logical mind Absolutely. Use that as part of your decision-making process. But the two other energetic centers that I teach are connecting to your heart and connecting to your gut. So if you're a woman, your womb space, if you're a man, well, your, your lower belly, right? And so it can be quite simple. Like you already know how to use your mind to think it through, make the list of pros and cons. Like, does it make sense for me to take this job offering me a quarter of a million dollars a year? Yes, it does. But does it feel right? 
Like put your hands on your heart and really ask yourself, does this feel right for me? And then you can also put your hands on your gut, on your belly, and really drop into that part of your body and ask for the wisdom, ask for the message, ask for the guidance. And whenever I teach this to my clients, because they're very masculine, directed in the beginning, it's going to take them a while to actually be able to hear. But the reality is when you start doing this exercise over and over again, you will hear a very distinctive voice of the mind, voice of the heart, and voice of the gut. And the goal is to make a decision when all three are in alignment. But typically what happens is the mind will say one thing, the heart will say something different. And then usually the gut's in alignment with the heart, not always, but it's been proven that the heart actually with its uh, electromagnetic field, it will sense what's going on in the room and then send a message to the brain. So the brain is always one step behind the heart. So at the end of the day, any choice I need to make, I will always take the advice of my heart over my brain. So I should physically put my hand over my heart as I'm thinking about making a decision or. Yeah. So actually, so what you would do, you already know how to do it with your brain. You would put your hands on your heart. You would drop into a place of gratitude first because the heart is your feeling center. So you would place your hands on your heart, drop into a place of gratitude. Who or what are you grateful for? Maybe even just a feeling of gratitude for your heart. Like, thank you for beating in my chest. I don't even have to do anything. You're keeping me alive. Like, Oh my goodness. Thank you. And then from there, yeah, you would ask your heart, what should I do about taking this job, for example, and let your heart speak. And like I said before, if you're not used to listening to your heart, listening to your body, you might not hear anything, but I promise you, if you do this exercise every single day, it won't take that long until you will hear the voice of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where people would struggle with that. It's like anything. It's like if I just picked up a golf club for the first time, I can't expect to be good at it. No. I mean, it's like if you've never really listened to yourself, if you've always took the advice of other people, if you've always taken the safe route, if your parents' voices are always in your head, then it also is reasonable that it would take a while for you to learn how to trust yourself and listen to yourself as well. And that's a lot of the struggles that come up with my clients is because they're not used to listening to themselves. I'm like, well, it's going to take some time. You haven't made the relationship with you a priority. What do you expect? Like give yourself some grace and work on building up a relationship with yourself. That's super powerful. So many other people's voices bouncing around between my ears in my head. I mean, couldn't we argue that 100% of the voices in your head are other people taken? I mean, we, we could. I mean, it's said that 90% of our thoughts are recycled. And if you really stop and I like, let's say you looked at the tens of thousands of thoughts that went through your brain every day and you asked yourself, where did that come from? I imagine you could trace every single thought back to another person or something outside of you. Particularly these days when we've gotten away from doing the kinds of things that you're describing of being with myself and asking myself because I'm not putting any original ideas in my head. It's just other crap that other people have put in there. Especially with such a online culture, right? I mean, we, um, we got, we lost power the other day. Someone ran into a telephone pole and I was like, awesome. No more work for the day. And I just, hung out with me. It was so beautiful. And I spent a lot of time with myself. Don't get me wrong. Like I love, I love me. I love hanging out with me, but it was nice. It felt like 
how it used to be maybe in the eighties or the early nineties where you just hang out with people and you go for a walk and you talk and you converse and you're just with yourself. We need more of that. We need less social media, less television and more time with ourselves and loved ones. Amen. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking as you're describing the powers out, what a blessing, um, you wonder what most of us would do. I wonder what I would do. And I thought, when was the last time I was really alone with my thoughts? Like maybe when I go hiking, but then I realized yeah, I've got earphones and I'm listening to a podcast, which means I'm listening to somebody else talk. I'm listening to somebody yeah. else's thoughts all the time. Yep. And and that's why I make it such a priority to have alone time. So I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to guided meditations, but I make sure every day I have time where I'm just letting my thoughts roll. I have time where I'm meditating, trying to clear my mind. I'm not listening to anything. And I've also made it a, um, a priority that most of my hikes are alone and most of my hikes are without earbuds or whatnot. And that's also where I get so much inspiration, so many great ideas. You know, it was said that I think it was um, Edison who would take naps and fall asleep with a metal ball in his hand. So right before he fell asleep, the ball would drop. And that's where his ideas and inspiration were like right when he was dropping it into like gamma theta brainwaves, like that's when you're most open and receptive to your higher self to inspiration coming in. And so that's another reason why I spend time with myself is the inspiration, the moving beyond the conscious mind and tapping into the greater field of possibility and awareness. Love it. Well, Emerald, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? Tell us all the ways. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a podcast, Manifest It All. My Instagram, Manifest with Emerald, I'm on there all the time. My website, Emerald Sinclair. And if they like to read my book, Destination Soulmate, on manifesting love. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Emerald your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Listen to the Manifest It All podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, check out emeraldsinclair.com. It's E-M-Y-R-A-L-D-S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R-E.com. Uh, find her on social media. I'll link all those in the notes of the show and then check out or pick up a copy of her book, Destination Soulmate, where you buy your books. Thanks again, Emerald. Thank you, George. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.